freelancer who has problems securing a loan for your business? Welcome back to Freelance Creative Exchange. I'm your producer, Raven, and it has been a minute since we run our main series. Back in June, our inflation rate hits a 13-year high at 4.4%. But inflation is not just limited to Singapore. We see this trend repeated in the US, Europe, and all over the world. We are very concerned about how the increasing cost of living impacts on creative freelancers. Over the next few weeks, we'll be speaking to creatives and financial experts about how current living conditions are affecting their work and practice. More importantly, what can we do to manage our finances in this very challenging time? So today, we are speaking to Daluni from Numina, a tech startup that brings together skilled, growth-oriented freelancers with capital providers who are eager to finance the future of work. Hi, Daruni, and welcome Hi. to the show. Hi. Hello, Raven. Yeah, where are you right now? Are you in Singapore or are you in somewhere else? Uh, I'm actually in uh, in Bangkok, Thailand. Okay. Yes, uh-huh. and uh, basically trying to build the uh, um, community of the uh, of the freelancers, as, uh, as uh, you just say. Uh, in Southeast Asia. Awesome. So currently over in Thailand, is the inflation rate very um, high as well? Are they also affected by the current inflation that's affecting around the world? Yeah, um, I think that the uh, the current inflation right now is probably 9, 9%. And mm. uh, definitely, especially the food and, mm. um, you know, all the um, the necessities uh, being, I think the price being jacked up by at least about I would say maybe 50, 60% or maybe more, uh, in some. So, uh, yeah, I think that, um, there, there are a lot of, uh, issues among people that, uh, how they are going to, uh, to make it to cover their expenses. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds really high. Over in Singapore, we also have the same um, challenges as well. There's been a lot of discussion on the ground on how, you know, inflation's affecting us, uh, increasing the prices of our food and raw materials and how this is going to impact on our personal lives and our businesses. Right. So uh, what, what about you? Are you personally affected by the high inflation? Well, to me, I think that um, um, one thing that uh, affected right away is definitely the, uh, the food. But I think that um, thanks to COVID for, for a, a little bit there that I don't have to uh, spend too much on like the clothing or, or, <laughs> or something else. So um, just uh, to cope with the food price, I think. And also when we have to travel um, domestically, I think that the price is getting much higher now, mm. especially during the, the peak season uh, at the end of the year. But for international travel, oh my God, um, I think that uh, uh, my, well, at least I don't have kids, so, but my nieces, um, if they were to go back to school in, um, in China, cost them, I think, four times higher. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah. that's pretty much uh that being affected um around around me. Yes. And also there's also there are limited flights uh going to China at the moment because of their COVID restrictions. Uh-huh. But what about uh your business? Do you see a rise in business operation costs? Actually, um it's not that much because I think that um right now we've been kind of like working remotely. And um, that's actually um, helps us a lot. And I think that in, in, in my line of business, um, fortunately, I think that um, during the past uh, 18 months, um, actually, it's been going up, going up. Yeah, that's really good to know. 
So I understand that your platform service a lot of freelancers. So what is it like on the ground? Are your freelancers also affected by the inflation as well? Yeah, well, I think that um, uh, because our communities are those digital nomads, remote workers, and um, the foreign solopreneur that come to live in Thailand. So I think that more or less uh, they've been, um, it, it's actually pretty, pretty good to know that they've been having uh, projects here and there. Uh, obviously, I think that um, from, from when I talk to them, I would say probably at least about 20% that um, um, seeking more projects in order to, uh, um, to generate more revenue. But I think that most of them are having some sort of like uh, uh, the contracts or uh, ongoing projects that have been doing in, in Thailand. And I think it, it's the same uh, with our Bali community as well. Yeah, I understand that Thailand and Bali has become a very popular place for digital nomads. Right. So what is the situation like right now, like now that the COVID restrictions have lifted? Okay. As you can see, I think that um, globally, most countries will try to uh, um, attract more digital nomads there. So you will see a lot of um, countries that coming out that uh, they issue um, the digital nomad visa uh, with the, you know, um, tax privilege. And um, sometimes I think that uh, in, in terms of like um, much easier uh, than the past that uh, we can do. I think that it's the same thing in, uh, in in Thailand and Indonesia as well that they're going to roll out the ten years um, visa not only for 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 nomads but I think that for remote workers that would like to come to uh, to Southeast Asia to uh, um, to work. That sounds great. I believe that Bali and and Thailand are very popular destinations for digital nomads from right. from Singapore as well. So I think having a visa for digital nomads will make it so much easier for right. us to to move uh, to these countries to, to work as well. Yeah. Because the one thing great about Thailand and Bali is that the standards of living are much lower. So it's a, a bit more affordable. So you mentioned that your platform serves uh, primary digital nomads. So maybe do you want to explain to us what kind of services are you providing for your community? Okay. Well, I think that Numina, uh, basically, uh, we actually the platform for um, freelancers and uh, solopreneurs. And um, those people that are uh, kind of like the, uh, the 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 grow oriented that that basically would like to uh, to grow, uh, but I think that um, of course in order to grow, sometimes you need people to to help guiding you or or advising uh, for certain uh, business issues or something like that, and obviously uh, funding. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm not saying that uh, all of the freelancers or solopreneurs would like to, to you know, I mean, need funding. Not, not, not all of them. I think that probably forty um, percent, maybe, uh, that would like to have the uh, the opportunity for them to uh, um, to grow in their line of business. Our platform basically provide the uh, the place for the uh, the like minded people, so they would be able to. Uh, to know one another, and I mean, since uh, we we just mentioned about uh, remote working, so um, these days some projects um, you don't have to be in the same country to be able to uh, um, to do the project. So um, this is the one that uh, we will try to uh, help them to meet one another, um, and then uh, we also help them if they have uh, some questions or or issues. And obviously, I think that uh, we also providing uh, funding 
which is uh, not like um, what the bank uh, been been offering. Because I think that what we're trying to do is to solve the uh, issues that uh, they have the income volatilities. Yes, indeed. I think for freelancers, no matter where they, you are from, whether you're from Singapore or for other countries, face challenges in securing loans because our income is not stable. We don't have a monthly income. Right. So how are you trying to resolve this problem of funding, getting loans for freelancers who are looking to grow their business? I think that um, um, basically we probably can help all the freelancers. I think that uh, um, we basically, um, right now we focus on the uh, the freelancers who basically have the, uh, how we say that, um, um, Coming up with the uh, with a with a business plan and uh, know that uh, that would help them in terms of uh, uh, will grow their business. Okay, um, I think that um, it's they they can be individual or um, can be sort of like uh, uh, the solopreneur entity or uh, the entrepreneur entity. Um, if it's a, if it's an individual, uh, we will look at them and then see how they've been doing in the past and uh, what they would like to do in the future. And uh, what do they want the loan for? Is that just cover their expenses um, month by month? Or they basically would like to buy tools or um, to attend a course that would put value onto them in terms of like growing much further. Uh, that that usually would be the uh, the case that we would look at. And uh, if it's something that will add more value to them and then uh, make them uh, to to get more works or more projects, uh, that definitely would be the one that we would target for. Also, I think that uh, some of the freelancers that have been working for maybe four years, five years or more would like to become their own boss. So they set up, they become solopreneur and then coming up with um, the plans, um, marketing, branding or whatever that uh, uh, they think it uh, they are needed or required uh, for them to um, become a successful solopreneur. So that would be the, uh, uh, the one that uh, we've been um, receiving uh, for the fund application that they would like to grow their business, but they need funding to, uh, to start with. For example, I think that uh, um, one of our uh, members basically opening the um, Pilates studio, she'd been turned down by the banks and financial institutions several times. And uh, when they come to uh, to see us, we see her story, we talk to her. And um, she also uh, come up with a plan on how many equipments that she wants to buy and uh, how many clients that she would be able to cover. We actually uh, help her funding on, on, on those. And she now owns uh, her own Pilates studio. I think that's, uh, that's, that's kind of like uh, some, just a few examples. Okay, uh, mm. but I think that uh, we, we have so many. The one that is the owner of the co-working space or the one that uh, um, would like to be um, set up their own uh, wellness fitness center, those kind of stuff. So I think that's what we've been providing. They end up borrowing uh, personal loans, take up personal loans to finance mm-hmm. their business. So let's say if I'm just a designer, I don't I'm, have no intention to start to open a space, maybe... I need extra $3,000 to buy mm-hmm. a MacBook Pro because my current MacBook Pro is quite old, it's slow. Mm-hmm. So how would you support 
somebody of this level or do they need to be like reach a certain number of years and certain number of income status before they can take a loan from your company? I think that we have uh, the real members who are basically doing this in uh, in Thailand here. But um, she's a programmer and she asked to uh, to buy the MacBook um, for $3,000 because it, it's about time for her to, uh, to change the computer. And obviously, I think that uh, with a new MacBook, she believes that she would be able to work faster or something like that and uh, would be able to, uh, to grab more projects. So I think that um, what we're looking for is that how are your um, historical incomes? Okay. What kind of projects that you've been working on? Just tell us your story, your history uh, with proofs and those kind of stuff, okay? And um, tell us what you're going to do with, um, let's say, for this case, MacBook, and how that's going to help you in terms of uh, getting more project. You might you might say that you, um, well, you know, we have to. I'm work. I'm currently working on two projects right now, but with with uh, with the new tools, I think that I would be able to grab more projects uh, later on and those kind of stuff. I think that uh, uh, that's that would be kind of like the proof to us that you you have the uh, uh, the potential growth that you're going to have the kind of like uh, I'm not saying that equal income but stable growth income in the future. We, we also taking in the uh, uh, you know your monthly expenses because we would like to make sure that you also would be able to cover your expenses at the same time. If you get approved, then that means that your your projected incomes that coming monthly would be able to cover uh, your monthly expenses and then have enough to repay us back. So that's how we uh, link to the uh, to the revenue. Okay, now that's really a very interesting point, like linking to your revenue to see your projected income. I guess the challenge when it comes to freelancers though is like sometimes our income levels are not um I would say they are not very stable. Like maybe one month I can earn ten K, another month I can earn one K. So mm-hmm. how does it work in terms of payment? Like would there be adjustments made towards this or is it do you have to pay like what is the time period there to pay for your loan as well? I think that it, it's right with the with the wave. Um, but one thing that um, we put it on is that uh, we look at your risk assessment. Let's say mm-hmm. let's say your risk is one point two, and uh, if you would like to borrow one thousand dollars, then what you have to pay us back is uh, twelve hundred, mm-hmm. right? And it's fixed. That twelve hundred is fixed. Then we'll come up with uh, um, your income projection. And then we'll tell them that look, we will link the payment to the uh, to the monthly income. Of course, we have to make sure that uh, your income uh, projection or prediction basically is sufficient to uh, to be able to uh, to repay the uh, uh, the fund. So we will tell them that this is just for 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 example, okay, that we would like to carve out ten percent, twelve percent, or fifteen percent uh, of your monthly income, and that will be your choice. Uh, you want to have the longer term on payment or you want to have a shorter term of payment. So if you choose 10%, that will be longer term. If 15%, then it's shorter term. But the amount that you have to pay uh, as back is fixed based on your risk level. Hmm. So um, I think that that actually would, would help in terms of if you, your monthly income coming in like uh, 10,000 and you hmm. choose uh, 10%, then you pay uh, 1,000. The next month, if it's five thousand, then you pay five hundred. But of course, I think that uh, we have the uh, uh, the minimum that uh, just in case if you have uh, certain issues like coming out and then uh, say that you can't pay on that month, 
then we have the uh, the, the minimum amount that uh, we, we definitely think that you would be able to pay. So um, that's how flexibility. Mm. But I think that uh, this platform probably offer more, um, I think that as you, you mentioned, that um, look at the potential uh, of, uh, of the freelancers rather than looking only at the, uh, of the money that they're going to make. We believe in storytelling. So if you join Numina or what Numina members right now have been doing is that they're writing their story, telling us of their background, how they've been doing right now, what are their dreams and passion of what they would like to do in the future. That actually would kind of like form up into a good story. If their story is, uh, is good, then we interview and we will ask them of how they're going to, uh, to generate revenue. If you have the project, you can also put your project on telling the story about the project and how this is going to, uh, to generate the revenue. What we would like to do is to open up the opportunities for the freelancers to be able to meet with the financial sources. Either it's going to be funds, investors, uh, private, or even banks. I think that all depends on, on what kind of financial needs that each freelancer has. But um, you need to go into Numina and then explore and then tell us the story. Mm. I think that's, uh, that, that's what we, we, we are there to help. And um, it's not only funding, because I think that if you need some help, we have uh, Numina staff uh, there in, uh, in the app to help answering. Like me in Thailand, um, a lot of people would just ask me that, can you look at this business plan for me, whether it's legit or not, or something like mm. that. Uh, or sometimes they ask me to look at their accounting because they're not sure of whether their accountant record the right accounting entries or not. You know, something like this. Uh, most of the time, I mean, even if they are in, I'm sorry to say this, but some of them have uh, health issues and don't know where to go. Then they sometimes mm. uh, call me and say that, oh, don't worry, I'll, I'll put you through the uh, the doctor that I know so that they can mm. they can talk to uh, to them. That's why I think that uh, it's a community that we would like to support. So I like the fact that there is a personal touch to it. It's not like like some, some of the freelancer platforms I know, for example, Fiverr is pretty much like you don't know who the people are. Uh-huh. You just, they're like kind of like uh, profile pics and bio. Yeah. And there's also no, I guess the management doesn't try to reach out to you to help you grow your business. It's nice to see that you guys uh, have a very personal touch and you guys are very interested and very invested in the community. Right. Yeah. But but I think that um, probably the uh, uh, the business model are, mm. are probably different. I think that Fiverr mm. are kind of like uh, doing the matching. I think that I can understand that uh, that's why they use um, AI and, um, you know, a lot of uh, things instead of uh, having people because that's going to cost them a lot as well uh, because mm. it's a business. I mean, it's a, it's a job matching. So um, I think that but for us, uh, that's why we, we were not trying to grow too fast, too soon. Um, I think that uh, we would like to have like-minded people, the knowledge base, the, uh, the growth-oriented people that uh, coming in and then when they, when they talk or when they, you know, happen to, uh, to know one another, then they would kind of like sing the same song. There are members that also been helping or supporting the community by providing knowledge and they post a lot of knowledge, information to the community and they also been contacted by some of the members to ask them on how they could do that. Would there be any way that kind of like help us help them to or guide them to do the work? It's not only us, members of the community themselves that are uh, been providing supports. 
that to us is is actually pretty good. Among your community, have there been any who failed to get funding because they just don't meet the requirement or the risk assessment is just way too high? If they are, what can they do to resolve this problem? Some of them, I think that um, if we see the potential, we basically just help them kind of like pointing out that uh, they should work on this one, they should improve on this part. If they can do that, then they can come back and then reapply for the funding. That's what we would like to tell them. So not only that is about rejection or uh, approved, but I think that uh, we also would like them to really grow if we think that uh, they have the potential on that. That's what we've been doing the same in Bali and in Thailand as well, that we've been talking to uh, to these people and uh, we will kind of like uh, help them going through and then point them that there are some points that they need to improve or to work on before submit to the funding application. Right now, our communities in Thailand is about um, 400 and Bali is 500. It's still manageable. But if it's growing much more than that, then at the end of the day, it has to go through the funnel of the funding application. Are there any plans to develop beyond Thailand and Indonesia at the moment? Basically, Southeast Asia. I think that um, uh, Manila and Cebu probably will be next. And also, um, we're, we're not sure about the Vietnam just yet, but um, mm-hmm. I think that country also been growing in terms of the freelancer, especially from the, uh, the nomads and uh, remote workers. Just like you just say, I think that economically it's cheaper than others in Vietnam as well. Um, we're also building in Lisbon, Barcelona, London. Basically, we're trying to cover Europe as well. As you know, I think that uh, Lisbon and Barcelona right now, it's also the kind of like the place uh, for nomads as well to Mm. be there. Why do you think that being a digital nomad is so popular these days? At least from what I I talk to uh, to them, one is the quality of life. They believe that uh, with the same amount of money, they would have more quality of life elsewhere. Also to be accepted. I think that uh, also one thing that I learned from them as well. Also, I think that uh, they they would be able to manage their time when they when they travel. They could see the world. They also would be able to uh, to work to accept the uh, some of the projects along the way. That's actually what that becomes very very popular. I can see the potential for for Asia in terms of digital nomad, but why is Europe becoming so popular as well? Because Europe is quite expensive, right? Yeah, I think that comparatively. But if you go to Lisbon, I think that uh, they probably have a much lower cost of living than comparing to 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 like Frankfurt or or some other places, right? Also because of uh, being a new city, I think that infrastructure in terms of like you know the internet and and everything, I think that it's just cater and uh, facilitate. I would say very good enough for the nomads to be there. I see. That sounds very interesting. I guess with the, as the world opens up more, more and more of us will definitely start traveling again and right. probably looking to work in different countries, right. either remotely or as a digital nomad. Right. So what do you see the trend for, uh, I guess, this remote working and digital nomad trend in Southeast Asia for the next uh, five to 10 years? Well, I think that um, a lot of people are waiting for the uh, free to travel really. And I think that when Thailand, Indonesia, Philippines, I think that most of the Southeast Asian countries basically lift up their restriction. I think that um, you, you see the influx of uh, people coming in a lot. Okay. Um, the only thing is that right now people just compare of uh, which country that would provide a good visa for them. That's one of the factors. 
that uh, we'd be able to uh, uh, for them to stay without any issues. But at the same time, the great factor is, is the community. Whether when they come here, if they are the uh, the tech people, they are creatives, they are something like that. Are they finding a good community and also um, the local people that would be able to to help them going through all the uh, the obstacles and finding places easily and those kind of stuff. And finally, I think that Southeast Asia right now is also the place where you would be able to find investor easily. If you are startup, you are solopreneur, you are freelancers that would like to come up with projects or something like that. It's very easy to uh, to find investors. If you're good enough, you, you definitely would find the funding sources. One of the issues I, I learned right from researching about digital nomads is the challenges of taxation, right? So how do you pay your taxes? Does your platform, uh, Numina, provide any service for taxes? We have, but we providing taxation based on your nationality. If you are US, definitely doesn't matter where you are working, you have to pay anyway, right? And if you are from UK or something like that, then uh, we'll base on the laws, the taxation laws and regulations and see whether we would be able to help you in some cases. Do you have any plans to grow in Singapore anytime soon or serve digital nomads from Singapore? All right. Well, actually, we, we just um, started to try it out in Singapore. I think that we have people joining us. Not much because I think that um, we haven't really pushed a lot in Singapore because to me, I think that Singapore is probably the, uh, uh, the most sophisticated country in Southeast Asia. Either it's going to be financial side or marketing or, or, you know, any kind comparatively. That's why we just started to look at how we would be able to access to Singapore and then see whether we would be able to help the freelancers in Singapore. In the very beginning, probably not on the funding side, but I think that uh, more on to the financial advisory or some business advisory that uh, we would be able to help. Because you are providing a lot of, like I guess, financial uh, advisory and stuff. So what is your staff like? Who are the founders? Because I also understand that you come from a banking industry. Well, our CEO and founder is Andre Lee. He used to be the investment banker in Hong Kong. Also being the fund managers, including the tech fund. That's how he has uh, this visionary and uh, he, he is a visionary. He would be able to uh, to come out and then see things that how we are going to help uh, uh, solving these problems and um, to see whether we would be able to to be the uh, uh, the financial sources for the freelancers because I think that he's the one that always say that uh, freelancers are definitely the future of works. That's how he started. He's uh, he's actually the brain of our company. Because you all come from financial backgrounds, you all come from corporate culture. Why do you believe that freelancers are the future of work? I think that um, since Hong Kong, a lot of people um still working with the uh, with the big corporates. But I think that a lot of us are also building our own shop. I think that a lot of people, a lot of my friends are thinking like me as well, that sometimes small is beautiful. We actually been doing small shops. So we've been dealing with freelancers for so many years in order to, uh, to hire them full time, which uh, definitely would make the company have to pay a lot of, uh, you know, benefits and, uh, you know, all the uh, a lot of stuff to hire one one person, but we're not saying that we were doing uh, freelancer like the whole company. But at certain point, we need to hire a freelancer, and I think that's why we encounter 
or we know their stories and started to wonder what's happening. Why is this the reasons of them not getting the funding or uh, some of the some of them personal loan? But um, I think that some personal loans are having very high interest rate. So I think that's the start. Do you want to share with us from yourself or from your community, right? What tips or advice do you have for coping with inflation during this time? I think that um, obviously right now, one challenge that I think that uh, it's kind of like not very easy to solve is definitely the rental of the house. And I think that um, we've seen that during the past six months in the whole Southeast Asia, the rental rates basically uh, going up and, and so the price of the house. But I think that they've been able to kind of like, okay, I'll move further. I'll move further out uh, of the city and pay less. Okay, but with uh, with a bigger house and those kind of stuff, I think that it's the same thing with the uh, with the locals in uh, in Southeast Asia as well. That when the price of the house in the city getting ridiculously high, you can mm. basically move out to the suburb and then uh, work from there. It's kind of like weird in the very beginning, but um, we get used to it. It, it's just like that because the city kind of like growing out. Also, I think that in terms of uh, that, I think it's uh, money management. That definitely is the one that uh, most of the people need to really think about it. I think that most of us um, just uh, having money coming in and then, uh, okay, so I'll spend this out and not really looking at the savings. There are so many tools that would help us onto that and then would, would help you that you would have the cushion when something bad happened or something like that, then you have the cushion of those money to come in. And obviously, to me, I think that um, at least from my experience uh, from the community is that once you have the communities that have been helping one another, it's actually been, been really good for the members that they were just, uh, hey, um, we got this, uh, this job. Are you interested? And those kind of stuff. You got you to gotta find some communities that you belong to and also would be able to give and take support to one another. That's definitely would help during this ridiculous high inflation time. I didn't want to say that you have to, to find more projects because I think that's, uh, that's an obvious uh, uh, answer. To have uh, supports and good community in your local area or in some of the global community, I think that definitely would help. Yeah. I guess the definition of freelancer is always like you work by yourself, but there is a strength in numbers, there's strength in working right. together with other partners or as a community as well, right. especially during these challenging times. And if everybody can help each other, we can all rise up together That's right. as well. That's right. I think I see a lot of tech people working with creative people, talk, uh, working with the service people, and uh, they come up with very good projects. They can pitch the deal and those kind of stuff. So. Freelancers uh, are not loners. They could expand themselves out by, you know, connecting with others. You never know. You might get some opportunities coming along the way. One question that we always like to ask our guests is after, you know, going through the whole process, you know, for you, you work in corporate, but now you start your own business. So what would you have told your younger self in hindsight? Well, um, I think that... um, I've been thinking about this a lot as well, but I think that, um, you know, um, different era probably have different solutions. But if things happen right now, back to like maybe 10, 20 years ago, I wouldn't mind being a freelancer. I wouldn't mind working so that I can, I, I could have my own time, but I wouldn't guarantee that uh, it's going to be less stress uh, working with the, with the corporates and uh, working by yourself. But it's just fun and it might be weird if I would say that actually 
when I look back, I never feel regret of what I've been doing because I think that all, all the things in the past basically make me become myself right now and be able to adapt to the world that right now embrace freelancer or remote working in any place. So I think that's probably would be my answer. Thank you, Darudi, for sharing your insights and expertise on our podcast today. So where can we find you and Numina on social media? Okay. Um, for the app, either you're going to be on iOS or in on Android, just find Numina for freelancers. N-O-U-M-E-N-A for freelancers. Or you can go to web.numina.pro. We have the web-based version as well. So you can uh, just go in and then join us, join our community there. And it would help if people who listen to this podcast putting the referral code of 2351. So I know that it's coming from FCE by Revan here. So that would be great. Okay. Uh-huh. We heard that right. So we hope to see you on Yumina soon. Okay. <laughs> okay. So is there any other upcoming projects that you want to talk about for Numina? Uh, well, I think that you really have to join us to see that uh, we're definitely um, rolling out a lot of features towards the year end. It, it's going to be amazing. I think that right now we, we got a lot of members that asking of what will be next. So do join us, really. I think that though we are on beta version, but we're pretty sure that we have a lot of features that will come out that will help you. And if you join, feel free to give us your feedbacks and comments or advice. We're definitely open for that. And if you like Freelance Creative Exchange, please let us know by doing all the things that podcasts ask you to do. Follow our show, rate and review us, check our social media, tell your friends about the show. And if you have any questions or views, do share with us. That's all for now. And we'll be back next week. Thank you and goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.